Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill's.com for all the latest offers. Great to be joined here this evening by John Heenahan in his beautiful Lismore black and amber jersey. It's an ode to Kilkenny, I think, is it, John? It's not an ode to Kilkenny, no, but I reckon, Liam, O'Neill's will be on to you looking for your voiceover in all their, their advertisements going forward. What yeah, do you think? it sounds good, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it's good, it's yeah, going well. Yeah, I'm happy with that. And also delighted to be here tonight with Shawnee O'Leary. Shawnee, thanks for coming along. No problem at all, you're all very welcome in my kitchen here in Bentley. Yeah, Sean, <laughs> Shawnee's after giving us a couple of lovely chicken drumsticks there. Left over from dinner, they're delicious. Stephen Giggles now needed them after a hard day's work. Shawnee was doing nothing today. Need to keep you fed. Shawnee's actually wearing a beautiful Galway top, O'Neill's top, kind of fluoro orange, yeah. kind of gr- metal gun grey trim. Looks That's right. Lovely. Ronan Costello <laughs> gave me this top after Galway won the, the All Ireland this year. Yeah, Need nice. A bit of a talk on a Galway. Nice little memento to have. I've got a, a similar colour Kilkenny top on with the fluoro orange as well. Lovely O'Neill's top as well. So. Yeah, with the O'Neill's fits well, I, I like it. <laughs> um, good show coming up this evening. We're going to cover off a preview of the All-Ireland Club Hurling Final um, and also cover the National League quarter-final pairings of what went on last weekend along with the relegation coming up. And also we'll have a look at what went on in UCC and Cork with the Camogie and, and, and football tobacco that went on there last weekend. But more importantly, Giggles Corner returns for its third instalment Rave reviews giggles last week. Yeah, I think the reincarnating the old Jimmy McGee um, Know Your Sport vibe, I think, was something we kind of went down. We, we'll try a bit of it again today. We won't overuse it, but we'll, we'll, we'll give it another shot today anyway and see what people think. Okay, giggles. So just a, a couple of tweets that came in at Akadeh First up from Glenn Egan, like we said, famous in his own right, but his brother is Buff Egan. <laughs> uh, he said, There's some slating of Kerry going on. You have to remember, lads, we have 100% record in all Ireland hurling finals. So, can't argue with that yeah can't argue with that and we did just clarify back to, to Glenn a lot of slating was coming from Giggles not myself or Shawnee so <laughs> and he said that might have been got to do with uh, the 1992 championship defeat to Kerry so 1993 1993 sorry yeah. he just wanted that clarified on record so I just, was there myself 4-13 yeah. to 3-13 yeah. their goalie scored 2-1 Giggles obviously has done a bit of research there over the weekend on that one or it's seared into his memory like the like, 2008 yeah. you know the score on that one as well <laughs> um, also got a tweet in from Donny Reagan at DavyR05 um, the Who Am I segment of Giggles Corner was top class last week showed up lean for the GA fraud he really is in fairness to Giggles he's a real hurling man hail hail hashtag Giggles Corner hashtag friend of the pod hashtag my dicksbra oh Jesus yeah so D- Donny Reagan thanks very much for getting in touch Look, I don't claim to have the the best GA knowledge of the three of us. I, I, I'm glad to say, happy to say, I think that is Giggles. Shawnee, you know, you might dispute that, but you're zero out of five in the first quiz we did. You know, doesn't bring... But the reigning champion from last week in the Giggles corner, to be fair to him. To yeah, be fair, yeah. yeah to be fair, to be fair. Don't champion. be bringing me down to your level now at all, Liam. But yeah, look, great feedback on, on, on Giggles corner. But I think, look, Donny Reagan is interested in maybe a live phone-in... Um, verse off face off against you in some kind of quiz so me and Shawnee might do a bit of work on that Mm. over the next couple of weeks and we'll try we'll be in touch with him on direct message there we might try and line that one up 
kind of five questions quick fire round Blackboard jungle style maybe mm. Blackboard jungle style yeah we'll have a look into the format but would you be up for that Giggles oh yeah yeah, absolutely. yeah I think he'd be a good man to give, give you a test now yeah. but um, yeah it won't be an easy man to knock off the porch um, lots of reaction on Instagram as well over the week um, lots of people getting in touch lots of likes lots of comments underneath a lot of people are very fascinated with you wearing the Cork jersey last week Giggles there was also one of the comments on the Instagram saying he thinks he's a GAA influencer now Jeez. Yeah, thinks he is, not oh. is the GA person. Came in from Ty, gosh, right? So I spent five years living with Ty. Yeah, yeah. He knows what I think and a lot of things, but um, good to hear from old Tiger. I think he's, he's over in London. Uh, you know him well, Sean. He, he yeah. was out here. He played with Victoria, actually, and won a state championship with Victoria in 2008 before actually moving up to Sydney and playing with the Michael Cusack club up there for two or three years and uh, moved back to Ireland around 2011. There's a few All-Ireland medals with Cork as well, Intermediate. Four All-Ireland Intermediate Cork medals. got an All-Ireland College with St. Coleman's College. He was on the panel with Gusky Murphy when the last time That's Cork right. won the All-Ireland um, minor. So he's got a fair haul of medals, old Tiger. He has. He shoves them in my face every now and again. I can't really <laughs> argue back with him. He's a, good rec- <laughs> he's a good record and very well respected in Cork as a hurler. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, we love all the tweets and all the comments on Instagram so keep that coming in the tweets at GadayGA the same on Instagram and also GadayGA at gmail.com and just so you can find it you can get us on SoundCloud and also in the iTunes store and Google Play store as well so okay coming up first we're going to talk about the Club All-Ireland Finals coming up this weekend guy Henry stood up to a penalty toughest penalty he was ever going to face in his life you know everything riding on it he just buried it you know and, and was uh, it a penalty Brian do you think well, Dermot Kerwin certainly gave a penalty I mean I, I if you want to start wondering about all of the frees in the course of the game you'll have a fairly fairly busy time did you think yourself as a penalty Marty well I, I wasn't too sure but it, it just seemed a little bit dodgy in, in the replay I have no idea Marty did you check all the other frees as well to see where they dodgy <laughs> also maybe you should maybe you should in, in terms of the referee, did you, were you pleased overall? I'm sure you are now, considering you've won the All-Ireland, but did you think he allowed a lot to go? Oh, Marty, please, give me a break. With, uh, the referee, uh, referee, we're supposed to say nothing about referees. I make a habit of saying absolutely nothing about referees. During McCurvin, I'm certain in my head, was going out to be the very, very best he possibly could be. You seem to have had a problem with him, you tell me. got the club All-Ireland Finals coming up this weekend I suppose the one probably of most interest to us is the hurling final between Coolen and the Piersig I kind of hate to say it but you know Giggles called it back way back before Dublin had finished their their county championship in the hurling he said the hardest game Coolen will get in Leinster this year will be the, the county final in Kim Dublin McCord. against Kim McCord. and unfortunately you're right in that instance and now they've gone all the way through and they're going, Giggles, you thought even for me for the, the, for the fifth team potentially to do the back-to-back club yeah, all-earners. Yeah, and that's right. And actually, before we get into the detail on the teams, I think you made a, a good point there. Since Kula have won the Dublin title, they haven't really been challenged that much. Like they've, they've beaten Dixbury easily, they've beaten St. Martins easily. They've kind of waltzed through against the, the Galway club, Lee Mellows, in the in the semi-final. Whereas Napiersig are the opposite. Napiersig have had to go through a very tough Munster campaign 
Pip Ballygunner in the end had two men sent off before 37 minutes against Slot and Neil and were only a point up at that stage and went on to win an absolute cracking game by four or five points with 13 men for the whole second half. So, look, I'm looking at it and you look at it on paper and you think, cool, I have to win this. Um, you look at their, their full back line, just look at their full back line. You've got Oshin Goff, County county man has played for Dublin Fears. Keen O'Callaghan, the Dublin fullback, and Simon Timlin, who was on the Dublin extended panel. That's just their fullback. And you go through every single line, they've got two county lads at least in every single line. They've got Con O'Callaghan, who's the informed man, whether it's Sigerson Cup football, whether it's Dublin <laughs> senior football, whether it's whatever. You have David Tracy, you have Colm O'Callaghan, you've got Darrow Connell. You've got, got a serious squad of players, and when you when you contrast it with the um the, the Piercing team, or right, the Piercing have three or four big guns. They've got Ronan Lynch, who's arguably one of the best hurlers in Limerick at the moment, and then you've got the two big guys in in the forward line, Dowling and uh, Kevin Downs, Breen. and then the two Breens. Yeah. So you've got uh, Adrian Breen, who's the kind of nippy forward, and then you've got David, yeah. who's obviously played lots with Limerick as well. So they've got a serious forward line, but the thing I'd worry about for the Piercing is their back line. They don't have really any county players in their back line and they're coming up against an inter-county forward line and an inter-county delivery from a half-back line and an inter-county midfield coming against them. So for me, uh, like just I, I'm just looking on and I think Kula have the best club team on paper. They'll argue to, that they could push for three in a row if they, if they go on and do win this. Um, but then again, the Piercing have come through the battle-hardened route and every second year they lose Limerick and then they go on and win Limerick and win Munster and get to an Ireland final lose Limerick and then go on the following year and they won the All-Ireland so it's 16 champions versus 17 champions and it's going to be one cracking game I think myself yeah, yeah it should be should be a great game and just interesting as you say that I mean you look at the the Paddy Power betting here have um, they've got the Piercing as, uh, as outright favourites have they? yeah with 8-11 and, and Cool at 5-4 um, that's interesting isn't yeah, it yeah it is very interesting I, I suppose just listen to John there and what he's saying like I mean you could see you could see that too like with Napierce and, and they've come through the hard route really and the teams they've beaten along the way I think that's the way the, the bookies are looking at it um, you'd have to it, think though maybe I, I reckon Crow Park will really suit Kula yeah you know like the big open pitch well, and, the, and their game like yeah. and I was going to say that yeah, the, way, Cannon, the way Kula play the game is a lot like a football team like they really run run the ball up and down the yeah. field like so that's where, where, where it probably is the advantage. Like, but I mean, the Piercing still have like county defenders and Michael Casey and Ronan Lynch, like who have still come back into the Limerick fall. Like, and they're Ronan Lynch will be playing midfield now or in the forward. Yeah, they well, might put him back in the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Right so it's, it is a very tough, a very tough and tight game. I'd say it's very hard to call it, but um, yeah, I would, I actually would be going for the Piercing myself. Would you? You yeah. reckon the Piercing? Yeah. And you've got a good record in predictions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in trouble here, but um. Yeah, I think I think the Conor Callahan factor will be interesting. Like, who are they going to put back on on Conor Callahan? Are they going to re- take their centre back out of the game, King, uh, who is a very good player, and put him man marking Con? And is he even going to be able for but him? Because yeah. you have to do a man marking, but then you also have to put someone in front of him. Yeah. Like, there's no because they'll play that two man full forward line. Yeah. Like, you know one what I mean? One man full forward. Line. One man full forward. Line. Like, yeah, yeah. you cannot leave him one on one. Like we saw, like Dixborough ended up putting Buckley back on him. Yeah. Took out our best player out of it, putting him back on him, and he was lost in there because there's like. And he's no coverage in front he, of him. You know, coverage yeah. in front of him. There's no marking on that like yeah. that. If you're hitting the ball into space and he can just run out to the corner to get it, and next minute he's he's facing you, he can do a sidestep, but you know what yeah. his sidestep is like? Like, he's unmarkable in those situations. I reckon he had to put one or two in front of him. Yeah. Definitely. And curb him, like. But then you're focusing then on, on Conor Callahan, right? Let's say you take him out with cost two defenders. You've got Mark Shute and David Tracy, two of the best forwards that Dublin have had for a while. Oh. You've got Colm Cronin, who's a workhorse. You've got his brother, that, yeah. Sean Tracy 
Kessie, who was one of the best players in the Dublin 21 squad for the last couple of years. You have Nicky Kenny, who's got an Ireland 21 medal in Kilke- with Kilkenny. Do you know, he, he transferred down a couple of years ago, an old housemate of mine as well, so I'd be wishing him the best of luck. And you've got Malone and O'Connell coming through from, um, from midfield, who are scoring midfielders. They're not kind of defensive midfielders. So you take Con out and you put two defenders out, but you've got all these guys as well. Who, if, if three of them click, never mind six of them, I think you've got the winning of the game for Kuda. Yeah. Yeah, look, yeah, it's it is very high, tight to call. Yeah, I mean, when you put the argument like that, it's very hard to to go against yeah. that. Yeah, but now, I, my knowledge of the of the Napierce team wouldn't be as good as my knowledge of the Kula team. So some of the guys like the Jerome Boylan's and Niall Buckley's who play cornerback for for Napierce, I wouldn't know how good or bad they yeah. are to be honest. But what's going to go against and uh, Napierce is also the two suspensions. So Tommy Grimes is obviously the left half back. We just talked about them not having that many backs and they're already missing a back through mm. suspension. So maybe they'll have to put Lynch back in the backs, like you said, Shawnee. And then Conor Boylan is suspended as well, who started corner forward from the last day. Must be a good hurler if he's on the Napierstick team after winning a Munster club. Yeah. So um, they have two suspensions. That's going to test the depth of the Napierstick squad if they need to bring on some subs. But then they've got Dowling, they've got Kevin Downs, they've got David Breen, who can all go and win games if they if the three of them are four or Adrian Breen click together. So it's a hard one to call. I wasn't aware of the Paddy Power betting now before before we started chatting you there. Put a few pounds on Cooler Giggles, will you? I'm not a betting man now, to be honest. Yeah, to I've seen you put bets on before. <laughs> but um, I, I would. I'd be back in. Um, the, there's a war for the influence in Cooler. There's a man there, Eddie Goff from Carrigan Shore. His son is Oshin Goff. Uh, he moved to Dublin years ago, and he, he's a big driver of the Kula club up there. And he, uh, he he hasn't lost his Watford heritage, so we'll be back in Kula from this more anyway. Yeah, and in, interestingly, the hurling is actually the second game this yeah, year for the first time. For the first time, yeah, which is great to see. I think because often hurling for some reason gets shoved on in front, so it's good to see the hurling get the premier slot this year. Um, as well as from a spectacle point of view the worst thing you, you, you do see it on a Sunday when you're watching the Sunday game at home, or if you're watching on Diego, if you watch the football game after the hurling game it's like snail's pace you know because you're used to the speed of the hurling and next thing the football comes on you're like Jesus will they ever kick it over the bar yeah. um, so actually it makes sense for them to show the hurling afterwards as opposed to the, the football yeah look interestingly as well Ireland is going through a probably an unusually cold march like they're given like 6 or 7 degrees for Saturday like you know what? like it could be tough conditions for probably more so for the hurling than the football yeah. if a bit of wind picks up and a bit of rain like you know normally March you're, you're hoping to get in some of the good weather and yeah. it's drying up a little bit warming up a little bit so um, that might suit the Pierce a bit better who'd have the bigger backs but then again the open space the Crow cool. Park and the pitch, the pitch will be, be the pitch will be perfect in Crow yeah. Park still because they, they obviously they got the under, underground heating Conor Callan has gone for his ninth title in 12 months yeah he's a freak yeah. in a good way yeah yeah <laughs> an Australian term yeah um, yeah yeah look it's going to be a great watch I'm actually like I said I'm home for it now I'm not going to get up to it on Saturday because I'm going to go to the Kilkenny Awfully quarterfinal on the Sunday. Oh, Liam, you're making the wrong call there, mate. <laughs> well, I see either see Kilkenny when I'm home, and I won't see him again for another year and a half. So, would you not see him the following weekend in the semi final? Well, that's, you know, that's they will beat the shit out of Awfully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but look, I'm making a call. I want to see as many Kilkenny. It's a bonus getting a yeah. few weeks ago. Kilkenny had lost the first two league games, and then they won the next three. So yeah. I'm going to lap up any Kilkenny games I can get yeah. um, when I'm home. But um, yeah, look, I think it's going to be a great game on Saturday. It does kind of come in around the timing of the Ireland-England Six Nations finale as well so there's going to be a great day of sport on Saturday in Ireland um, but I was reading John Fogarty's piece there in the Examiner during the week the thing is going to be the lowest attendance at a club of Ireland in a long time this this weekend which is a shame really when you've got two massive games 
Um, Why is that reason? I don't know. I think it's I think it's possibly the weather and also the clash with the Six Nations. That oh, yeah, like yeah. obviously you're not going to get like ten thousand from Kula and ten thousand you yeah. know like that. You the neutrals get, might watch the, the rugby. neutrals <laughs> might go to the watch the rugby rather than than go to the club other on Saturday. So be interesting to see how that one plays out. But um yeah look we'll, we'll keep a close eye on on that one on Saturday and best of luck to both teams and um look I, I actually kind of hope Kula go on and do it. I think they've been the form team and they're actually be a very good team to watch in fairness. Mm. Um, it'd, be, it'd be good to see it, especially a, a Dublin team go do back-to-back all Ireland as well be a fair achievement I think for Dublin but um, alright well coming up next we're going to have a look at the, the National Hurling League In one single moment your whole life can turn round I stand there for a minute staring straight into the ground Things were just going through my head you know and because I can only I don't want to leave the people of Warford down you know because they're my life you know people of Warford are my life you know and I, I, I love I love, I love me county you know we love Jamal Okay, we're up to the quarter final stage in the National Hurling League. We had the, the final round last weekend. I watched the Kilkenny Wexford match myself, and I watched it obviously. I didn't watch it live, it was deferred coverage at home, but it was interesting watching it. They were showing the live league table as the, as the fixtures <laughs> were, yeah. were ongoing and how that was moving throughout, throughout the day. Um, and obviously now we have we have the four pair four pairings for this weekend. Um, probably really no big surprises. Bar probably in Division One B there was the big the big win for for Limerick over Galway. Um, but probably business as usual maybe in in Division One A would that be fair to say, Giggles? Probably yeah. There was there wasn't much to play for Bar. I think Tipperary and Cork like the clear Waterford game was a dead rubber. Even though I think myself personally, Clare let a chance slip. They could have topped the table if they'd won the game. You know. Uh, and and they didn't play really well at all. Watford played a bit better than them. But going back to that that big game in one B, I think Galway at one stage in the second half or was it just before half time were like seven or eight points up and cruising to victory. Limerick couldn't buy a score, and it's amazing the way momentum shifts the game. That you kind of get a couple of points on the board. Suddenly you're only four points down. Your man went through Kyle Hayes the substitute. Duffed a shot like it was a very poorly struck shot, and he's usually a very good striker. The ball and the ball is in the net, and Galway have lost all momentum. And suddenly Limerick are up in one A next year, and Galway are stuck in one B. It was a very interesting game. It was a great game, actually. Yeah, I watched it as well. I watched the uh, Galway and Limerick, and I watched the Kilkenny and Wexford. But the uh, the Galway and, and Limerick was a superb game. I mean, Limerick really seemed to have a, a bit of a you know a bit of edge about them, and they really really wanted to win that game. Like there was. You've seen the the full back there, Richie. Which what's his name? The Richie, era, Richie McCarthy yeah, coming out and the fist pumping and all this and everything. Um, and I, jeez, I know it's very early in the year to be calling it like, but jeez, Limerick are gonna have a fair say in this year's championship, I reckon. Yeah, they look. The one thing I took from the game was neither team played a sweeper, which was interesting, mm-hmm. right? They both went out of fifteen aside, but the brand of hurling both teams played for forty-five to fifty minutes was as if they were playing against a sweeper. There was lots of small hand passes yeah. around at the back more so from Limerick and it just didn't suit either side like and the minute Limerick went direct into the full forward and into that danger D that's when they started getting scores off Galan off that full forward whose name escapes me now but he was up for a performance of the week I think on the GA.ie um, site uh, they had Barry Murphy in there doing damage to Tuhi Tuhi wasn't able from it all he gave him the dig in the balls which was filthy but that was awful to see that wasn't it dirty slap yeah that was awful I know and there's a, I'm diving going mad over it there on the, on the show on Sunday or on Monday but 
I mean, you gotta you gotta stand back and look on the tool. Like he was, he his head, he was being his helmet was ripped off his head at the same time. No, I don't. I know don't it doesn't care. condone docking a fella in the balls at the hurley, like, but like one action equals another action, like. So I think if you're gonna punish it, one of them, you punish the two of them. Yeah, but like you still, you don't want to see that, Johnny. We yeah, never, but if we, we, fellas are put, like, we we've rarely seen, see that in the hurley. We, we've we seen that. You do see it in hurling. Don't say you don't see rarely it. Rarely see it. I said, you, but fellas do it. So you're saying, but you're saying like Tui's head was down and the helmet was pulled off. Yeah. Man, he did. He did just dig he, out. Yeah, he Whether he could see out. where he was hitting him or not was it was another like, question. Normally, when you're going digging a fella with a hurley, not that I ever do it. Like, but you you go <laughs> for the ribs or something like that. Yeah. Like, you Sounds know, like you know what you're doing, you Johnny. Yeah, if you're going for the you ribs. You don't go for you don't go for the balls. Like, no, you know, that's no. just cowardly. But and look, in fairness to golly manager, he he called it out after he said yeah. in his interview after he said it's just unacceptable. Like you know, so. I don't think there was any excuses being made, and that's it. I don't think you can make any excuses for it, to be honest. No, no, you know. I'm not making excuses. For it. It's the wrong thing to do, but I'm just saying like there's always there's always an action that provokes it. Like, yeah. and his head was down. The helmet was being pulled off his head. You know, we ran about it last year about all this hel- helmet stuff. You know, it started again with that yeah. and two red cards. I think, and yeah, yeah, gone. So it'll be interesting to see like Galway are where they are. They'll they'll get a run in Leinster. They'll probably finish in the top three more than likely. And they're still building for a Leinster semi-final, <clears throat> excuse me, or a Leinster final. They won't be that disappointed, even though the manner of their loss tends to suggest that they still have a bit of an All-Ireland hangover about them. Limerick, I agree with your point, Ryan, they look good, but they still, I don't know, I was thinking Keane, I, 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 I was thinking Keane Lynch is going to be this game winner, you know, the TJ Reid or the Austin Gleeson or that type of player. I still think they're missing one or two of them in the forward line. They don't have that like marquee forward that they can go to solidly. Like Shane Dowling will come back and he well, won't I was be gonna fit say, yeah. Um Kevin Downs Kevin isn't Downs. really going to be like that. I, I just don't I think they're missing them. Now collectively as a unit, they're very good. They're very they're probably got the two of the best cornerbacks in the business outside Noel O'Connor's at the moment. Uh Finn and English had phenomenal yeah. games. Um But if you take if you take Dowling and Downs into that forward line, I know you got a different body type in there, like but I think that probably will complement the smaller lads who are actually buzzing around inside yeah. there. But for them to deliver consistently has been a problem for Limerick yeah. over the last few years. Yeah. You know, like they have never been yeah. consistent for Limerick. They can no. they come up every now and then, but they they're not delivering yeah. on a consistent basis for them. I think that that will be Limerick's issue. I think coming into yeah. the championship is how consistent will they be? Yeah, yeah but the, there was there's <coughs> a lot made of of there's a lot being made of it as being a big upset. Like, but I mean, we we gotta we gotta look back at last year as well. Like Galway. From the same position last year, won't be again last year. And gotta year, look so back as well as how really how important is the league? Yeah. Like we said, we're go, we're about we talked yeah. about in the last podcast and the podcast before, we're coming into another league in the championship yeah. this year. So it does it doesn't have the same weight attached to it. God, yeah. probably are actually happy enough. Look, recoup. They had a look at a few new lads this year in one B. You know, they, they probably know where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only thing is, you wouldn't want to be down there too long. So you look at Limerick; they've been stuck down there for eight years. And if you look, you, we were talking about before the podcast, Liam, contrasting the new Kilkenny players. They're all coming in against Waterford, Galway, Tipperary, all these really, and they're Cork. they're Cork, and they're playing like against the top players in the country, and they're actually competing with them and beating them. So if if Kilkenny, for example, had been relegated last year, let's just say for that as an example, and all these new players came in and they were baiting the bollocks out of Leash and Offaly and whoever in Dublin, you'd be saying, oh, these Kilkenny lads, these new lads, sure, they're up against nothing. But now they're actually, they've beaten Wexford, they've won their last three games in the spin. 
I'm starting to regret the bet I had with you a couple of months ago. <laughs> yeah. And you're thinking, you're thinking, do you know what it is? It's the Brian Cody factor. It doesn't matter who yeah. the player is. It doesn't matter what he has done in minor and 21. You come in, you come into the Brian Cody system. You're going to work your whole off every single game. And if you work, work, work your whole off, you, you continuously build on your own confidence and your own self-esteem and your own performances and suddenly you become a top player like what Richie Lahey is or Richie Leahy as we call him in our outside. And everyone else around you is doing <clears> the same thing. The, everyone around you trying to make a name for themselves in front of in front of Brian Cody as well yeah. and like that's just bringing a unit together and you can see it in there from Kilkenny's forward line at the weekend yeah and I suppose like, a big worry coming in this year was what depth Kilkenny would have and look there's, look, there's still questions remain still questions, questions course, remain yeah. that's because you don't know the players but you, you know the fellas are going to come on are going to give you the same aptitude and attitude that's like, what I'm you know. saying so I think we've seen even in the first few league games this year the 26 has changed consistently so people mightn't have thought there would have been any change in that 26 but there has been and we know even a couple of our club as Bill Sheen was on it for the first few games scored one at one against Clare was looking fairly good and hasn't been seen since no. mm. and he actually dropped off the 26 for the last day so like it's just kind of showing Cody is like he's mixing and matching and like you said it's the attitude that's been consistent especially in the last three games it's the work rates have been right back up there we're seeing the Kilkenny half forward line drop back like on Arkin of times gone yeah, by and yeah. picking ball up in the half back line or midfield and running up again yeah. and what I've noticed a lot different about Kilkenny is they're working the ball out through the lines Yeah, and yeah. something that Kilkenny teams wouldn't have been known for in the past like no. and, and wouldn't, wouldn't have made no apology for that but you see now Joy Holland's getting puck out short working out through the half back line to Buckley going up through the midfield and even giving and going yeah. Like you short know, which would right. which would never be seen no. with Kilkenny before. Maybe the odd time, but a short one. So, I think from a Kilkenny point of view, like being a Kilkenny fan, obviously, I'm glad to. See, it's, I'm actually very excited watching these games, seeing the new players come through, and seeing Kilkenny mixing it up. Yeah. I, like I, I said at the start of the year, if Kilkenny gets an order to me final, I think it's a good year for Kilkenny considering where they're coming from and with the amount of new players coming through. If they're there, thereabouts, I, I, from what we've seen, I think they, you know, yeah. Yeah, the, I have the one a good thing I question they're prob- their backs are probably a little like they've got all these forwards coming in they've Richie Hogan to come back Fenley to come back TJ there's three unbelievable forwards and if you can complement that with Jar Aylward and one or two of these new guys with Richie Leahy in midfield uh, you've got a serious 18 you've got Padraig Welch and Killian Buckley which are obviously stalwarts but then two, four, five, and 7 right now come up against a Tipperary forward line or a Cork forward line in All-Ireland Championship you're, you're kind of wondering would they be able to hold their own in a, in, in a kind of a fast-paced summer hurling game. I don't know, would they? Now, Paul Murphy has come back, arguably. Conor Fogarty, when he'll play wing-back or midfield, is another question. So, they do have the players, and it's I think they're, they're definitely building something. But as you said, yeah, if they get to a semi-final, they'll, they'll probably view it as a, as a decent year for Kilkenny, even though Cody probably won't say that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kilkenny always aim each year to win the Ireland final, but I think, from a supporter's point of view, I think we're recalibrated this year in that... We're just great to see the new players coming through and be blooded in the league. But on to the games for Sunday. I know you might we'll come back to maybe Waterford and how they're how they're going. We can touch on that maybe in the relegation yeah. playoff. That's I'll repeat that the relegation um <laughs> playoff. Um we not against Kerry, is it? Not against Kerry, no. In the, in the Monster Championship. <laughs> Did you get some feedback on that? It took us a lot of time to get through that uh <laughs> I learned uh, championship structure for this year but I think people do actually now get it I was talking to come, some people at home and said they haven't a clue what's going on and that did help clarify oh, for great. them even though they did say Sean he still hadn't a clue by the end of it did he? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I did No I think I, that was I fair went, feedback Sean he I hadn't went a clue. Away, I went away and I'd listened to the, the podcast again to actually <laughs> figure out what you're on about I couldn't, I couldn't get over the fact that Giggles was rele- relegating Cork already in the championship <laughs> yeah. and even started even though we're more that hit you <laughs> from that, the blind that, side That's true you Sean but yeah look, let's do We'll do a quick fire of the quarterfinals for, for this weekend. Um, first up, we got Tip in Dublin. Uh, it's in Dublin. 
quick predictions you're going to have to look at tip with Tips fours are scary at the moment they're missing John Bubba Dwyer they're missing Shamie Callan and Noel McGrath the weekend they scored 124 they should have scored 440 <laughs> they are going they're a serious forward line the questions remain about their back line Anthony Daly said it on the, the Sunday Sport oh the dubs like Parnell Park and what Jesus they can't wait to get in there I think Dublin hammered the crap out of Tipperary Tipperary hammered the crap out of Dublin sorry Charlie you think the same yeah, I, I I was I watched the highlights on uh, the Sunday show there, and uh, they are scary. Their tip forwards are phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely, I mean Michael Breen is flying at the moment. Jason Ford is on fire. Can't do no wrong. Yeah. Um, right, so and as I said, those lads come back in. It's just what in the name of God. All right. How are they going to pick that far line? Tip win there. We're fairly convincing on that one. Kenny Offley in Tullamore on Sunday I'm going to be there with me black and amber on bring yeah. Henry along as well I think yeah I think Offaly will, will Offaly will put in a good show I mean like they are they are a bit of a changed county at this stage like they're still they still have a lot, a lot of work to do there but I think Tip or Offaly will give, will give you a game for a while and I think they're just Kenny win though yeah Kenny Kenny win that one Wexford Galway in Wexford I think that will be an interesting one mm. I think that could, could be a good game down in Wexford Park um I actually think Wexford could edge that one. Yeah, I don't think either team would want to lose that either. Both like Galway lose it and they've played Division One B. They've had one tough game against Limerick where they've lost. They'll have lost two in a row, and they won't have a championship match for however many weeks before they played Leinster. So they won't want to lose that. They'll be going down there to win it. And likewise, Davy Fitz has made no secret that he wants to do really well in the league this year. That's that's a fact of life. So. Uh, they'll both be targeting the win Wexford Park is a hard place to go the Wexford team are you have to say they're hurling very very well mm. at the moment uh, they'll have a bit of revenge on their mind after the Leinster final last year I'm sure so I'm going to go with a Wexford win in that one actually yeah, yeah I think Wexford are far, far down the road in terms of preparation this year their second team against Kilkenny last week put up a great performance and I think Wexford will actually beat Galway down in Wexford Park ok Clare and Limerick then to, to complete the fourth quarter final in Clare yeah, probably the toughest one to call. Limerick are on a high. Clare are probably, after winning three on the hop, have lost the last two. And it's the same crack with Clare again. They don't know whether they're coming or going, do they? They're like, are they are they playing an Orthodox 15? Are they going back to the David Fitz running game? I think they're half pregnant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what the hell is going on with them. So I'm going to go for a Limerick win. Yeah, I, go, I go for a Limerick win. I think, I think the momentum will be with Limerick and they'll, they'll uh, get a win, I think. Yeah. Okay, well that's the four quarterfinals. In other hurling related news, we do have relegation uh <laughs> final as well, Division One A relegation final between Cork and Waterford in Cork. Is it going to be in Parky Queeve, Shawnee, or is it's it going to be in Parky Ring? Parky Ring. Parky Ring. Yeah, there's probably there's still the beach inside in Parky yeah. Queeve, isn't is it? A joke, isn't it? It's an absolute disgrace. Absolute I think they should be made to give some of that money back. <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolute disgrace that to develop that stadium and now they're not a pitch there. They're waiting for the growing season. Yeah. That's yeah. a fucking joke. It's an absolute yeah. joke. Yeah, it's an absolute joke. But they may get that right because, and they're going to be under pressure to have an edge here in concert, and then they have Munster Championship a few days later. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be it's going I to be fairly dicey for them. I think the setup in Parky Creeve is a, is an early uh, reflection on the setup in the Cork Scene Ireland team at the moment because they don't know where they're at either. I don't think. I mean, last week against Tipperary, they had they had ten of last year's team on it. They had, f- they had five new lads in there. Um, there's a new centre back in there, Tim O'Mahony. He, he, I've seen in most of the Cork games this year. He doesn't look too bad. I mean, it's his first year, so I wouldn't give him too much criticism. Um, Coleman's been in and out in midfield. Um, the forward line doesn't seem to be firing at all, and they're trying to get a, a good mix going there. Robbie O'Flynn there from Aaron Zone looks to be a good, 
a good input there, but I don't know if he'll start this year. Uh, Cadigan is going well, but I think the big problem with the Cork team at the moment is the, the back line, and they just don't seem to be settled in number three or number six at the moment. And yeah, they're two big positions. And they've been they've been a problem with the Cork team the last couple of years. Um, and seeing that, I think uh, Waterford are probably the opposite. They're probably more they're probably more settled in the back line than in the forward line. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a good good relegation battle. I reckon. Are you going to go for Shawnee? Actually, I actually think Waterford will win this one. Waterford will yeah. win. Yeah. <coughs> even though even with fifteen men, yeah. they'll win this one. I think. <laughs> You don't want to watch your discipline, Johnny. I, I, I just, I, I was listening back to the, the feed Richie gave us. Richie gave us about the depth in the water for panel, and I, I kind of agreed with him at the time because we're after getting beaten three times. But thinking about back about it, like. Waterford still have 24 very very good hurlers and any of the 24 can start Shawnee's made a very good point there from 10 to 15 they don't know what their setup is at the moment like they'll play they'll name Moran and Brick at the two wing forwards the two boys will drift back they'll probably play 4 or 5 in the forwards but the 4 or 5 who they play up don't know who the, who they could be. It could be Morris. It could be Jake Dillon. It could be Curran. Got one thirteen at the weekend. Shane or not Shane Bennett. Stephen Bennett has been actually flying, and Stephen Bennett like he's he was a prodigy. You remember everyone remembers the, the flick back for the goal. Peter yeah. Hogan trying one. He's had unbelievable injury problems, and he seems to kind of be getting his head right this year. And he said, right, I'm going to go on and actually take ownership of the award for jersey here. Divine from Adela. Got they've got Dunford. They've got lots and lots of forwards actually to come in, but they don't have a a settled spine and a settled kind of outlier like Tip or like Kilkenny would have had in the past or like actually Cork I think the Cork forward line is actually very good like with Horgan and they've got Cadigan in the they corners they have good names they've there, got yeah. Lehan centre forward and they've got Harnady so they've got a Cork of a very whereas Warford forward is very scattered and I think they need to have a very clear plan if they're going to challenge this year with their forward line because scoring is kind of the problem at the moment and scoring has been the problem last year so Look, I think Watford will beat Cork because I think Cork are very bad at the moment. I, that's just, I think they beat Kilkenny in the first night and they've lost every game since. Mm-hmm. John Myler will be able to rev his players up because he'll say that, oh, look, lads, everyone's writing us off now. They'll have Harnady back as well. But I just I just don't think they're that good. Uh, and I think they flattered to deceive last year. And I think John Myler isn't the man to kind of develop the team either. Uh, that's, uh, that's I just I just coming Shall across I in that there. Flatter, William. flatter like, to deceive. Yeah, well, champions. I, I've kind of, I know I've tipped Waterford to win this game. like, But I reckon I, I reckon there's still a lot of work going on in the background of Cork set up at the moment. And Cork will be up for championship and they, they will get going at championship. I've no doubt about that. But I just think at the moment, I think they're just too much moving around. And I think... I think they are using the league to experiment, and uh, I don't. I don't think they're too worried about going out to one B. Yeah, well, I don't think you want to lose on Sunday though. Like, I don't think you ever want to lose a relegation final. I think if, no. you're, if, if you're playing a game, no, but it, there's too much. There's too much changing and chopping around. Yeah. Like, you, you have no stability at all, no con- continuity. Like, I, I don't think they'll have enough of that in 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 the bag to win on on, uh, on yeah. Sunday. And so I think, I think Warford's defence is really solid if they keep if they keep um, the worker. The Borka back there and uh, what's his name? Gleason. Gleason. If the two of them are back there, I mean, they'll shore up anything really. I think that's the one thing Derek McGrath has decided this year. He said, Austin Gleason, and the first last time I was home, I went down and watched Warford train one against Tip in the Munster semi final or the Munster final, and the exhibition of hurling from half back that Austin Gleason gave. He, or he can play centre forward, but he'll be, he can be tied up. But in the half back line, he is so dominant. And you saw it in the semi finals 
against Kilkenny when he went back there to catch into the ball that he did two or three years ago. I think Deborka is actually better than him at the moment. And Deborka is flying as well. So look, it's a and, and Philip Manny is no no mean yeah. mean street either. But so for, as a half back line, it's so solid. Mm. And you've Dara Fives to come back into that back line or midfield. Yeah. So again, from from one to nine for Waterford for me, they're one of the strongest teams in the country. It's can they get it right from ten mm. to fifteen? Yeah, so it'd be great to see the the, the two low lights battle it out on on, on Sunday in the, in the <laughs> relegation <laughs> final. So we'll see how that one goes. Best looks to both counties on Sunday. And we'll we'll keep a keen eye on it. We'll keep a snippet of that comment there yeah. now. We'll <laughs> save all that in reserve. Yeah. So all right. Hopefully so to beat Kilkenny next week. <laughs> oh, we'd love that. <laughs> we'll be in one A next year anyway. We've never gone down that far in a long long time. So look, coming up next, we've got. The latest iteration of the famous now Giggles Corner. Are you ready, Giggles? I'm ready to go. Right, coming up next, Giggles Corner. Traveling in a fighter combi on a hippie trailhead full of zombies. I met a strange lady. She made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. She said, do you come from a land down under? Giggles, we still haven't got a jingle for you, but um, we need to work on that. Work on that one. But over to you for Giggles Corner. So it's the same as last week guys The Who Am I Except I went, I went back and watched an episode of Know Your Sport Just to kind of do a bit of research on it And actually one of the things we missed is If you buzz in earlier and you get it right You get more points So this time after each sentence There's going to be 6 points, 5 points, 4 points 3 points, 2 points and 1 point on offer So you know you could be miles behind And get right in on the last one And pip the man at the very end So it's never over till it's over So, so, so you five, would- 5 to go through again If you buzz in after the first line yeah. Um, you'll actually get six, get six points if you get it right and if you get it wrong again you're frozen out again lads when you're buzzing in call your name don't call the answer if you call the answer you're automatically disqualified and passed over to the next person and you're keeping a live table then you're going to tot up the scores as we go along oh we have it here yeah, yeah. okay alright over to you so take it away okay so folks Sean are you right? Mm-hmm. Shawnee's on the phone what are you doing Sean? <laughs> doing a bit of last minute research there no. okay here we go so who am I? I am one of the longest serving goalkeepers in the GAA. I am the last goalkeeper to win player of the year in my code. Sean O'Leary. Cluxton. Shawnee's frozen out, lads. It's too obvious, Shawnee. I have three All-Ireland medals and four All-Stars. I retired in 1999. I was the icon of the blood and bandages throughout the 80s and 90s. Joe Cunningham. You never said it. Oh, come on, it's, it's just on me. There's no right, name. Right, there's, no name. Okay, yeah, there's, oh, no, no, there's no name. There's no name. There's no name. Hang on. Go just, back to the first um, piece of that you called out. The longest serving goalkeeper in the GA. One I of am them. the longest serving goalkeeper in the GA. That, would, that says to me that he's still playing. I, I am one of the longest serving goalkeepers. Uh, or I was. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Okay. Right, we have no arguments on this. Liam gets two That's points. Why I said oh, look, Sean. He's so great. Two so. points. Okay, oh, lads. So lads I'll disqualify the both of you now if you don't cop on, right? So the, my, my club is uh, St. Finbar's, where I played alongside JBM and Jordan McCarthy, the great Joe Cunningham. All right? Thanks, guys. How many points did I get for that? Two points for that beam. Okay. Two was all. Could yeah, there was only one more clue left. Okay, all right, okay, I'll take it. So who am I? I have three All-Ireland medals and three All-Stars. I have two County Senior Hurley medals with my club. I scored the winning goal against Tipperary in a humdinger of a league final. 
Liam. Oh no. Okay, go on. No, no he's in. No. You're in. You have to go now, Liam. No, I've gone, I've gone too quick there now. Go on. You have to give her a guess. There, <laughs> it's not who it is. It's, it's, I was going to say Eddie Brennan, but he's got more Ireland no, than that because he's no, scored a winner against yeah. Tip. It's not Eddie Brennan. Okay. No, Eddie Brennan has Brennan's okay. eight Ireland. I know radio, that, just radio, to clarify. Radio, radio. <clears throat> Shawnee, oh. you're, you're frozen out to you. I heard with the Greyhounds. I had a falling out with Brian Cody. Oh, for fuck's sake. Shawnee. Yeah, Charlie Carter. Charlie Carter for two points, Shawnee. Myself, DJ, and Pat O'Neill are the great mates and good club mates. The so great Charlie Carter from yeah. Gorn. When you said that, did you know I was Charlie Carter? Yeah, like I just, I, I don't know. I just, I watched actually a thing on the, the show that 2002 league final. And some highlights thing I said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd definitely get that as well. Oh, Charlie. I'm slate for that one now. Yeah. <laughs> so Liam got the car question and Sean got to kick any question. We're on level pegging here, lads. All right. I, I, so we're going to go into the next one, right? I played minor football for Loud. I am the only player who started last Saturday's rugby game that started in the Grand Slam of 09. I am a Clongos Wood graduate. My brother Dave also plays for Leinster. Liam. Go on. Rob Kearney. Rob Kearney it is. My nickname is Rob Noxious and I would have been on two Lions tours. So that's three points for Liam. I said, I throw it. I said, with, with, given the Grand Slam yeah. week that's in it, we throw now, ring her in there and uh, see how we go. Okay. Gee, Sean, I thought you got that one before I me now. I was thinking about it and I was afraid to go in. Right, Don't be afraid, Sean. Don't be afraid, lads. <laughs> Don't hold back. Here we go. I played minor and under 21 hurling and football with Dublin before settling down with the senior squad. My current club is Ballyboden St. Endes. I won a Leinster hurling title and a league title under Dalo. Shawnee. He's on the G or he was on it last year. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Cornel yeah. Keeney and Shawnee's Shawnee, yeah. frozen out. Shawnee's frozen out. It's not him. I am a specialist corner forward. I just... Uh, my original club is St. Mark's in Dublin. Liam. Liam. Dotsie. Dotsie O'Callaghan, David Dotsie O'Callaghan. I just retired from the Dublin Hurling and set up. Who am I? David Dotsie O'Callaghan. Just, just as well, he's actually a former club mate of Fergal Rabbit who plays here at Shamrocks and he was disgusted when he left St. Mark's. Yeah, yeah. Just to throw that <laughs> one in there. I said I'd throw, I thought people might go for the Kieran Kilkenny or the Colin Keeney one, all right, with the Ballyboden and the under-21 hurling and football. And Dotsie's around a long time, <clears> fair is, some. Yeah, he played minor in 2001. He's a year older than myself. Right, so lads, the around, last, around the last one. Shawnee, you need to get in on the six really to win it or the five to draw it, right? Stop looking at the phone. Okay, so here we go. I retired from Gaelic football having won five Connacht medals in 1993. I became known as a no-nonsense hard-hitting midfielder. Shawnee. He just called that because he needs to get the five points. You know, he hasn't he, a clue. Joe, no, he's a, he's a double barrel name. Oh, Padden. Joe Padden. What's his first name? Willie Joy became my son. Willie also, my son also played for Mayo, but went on to play for Emma. Will Galway beat Mayo? Not if they have me. My home club is Belmullet County Mayo. I'm a Mayo cult hero, Willie Joe Padden. <laughs> so Sean O'Leary gets five points, and the game ends, lads. On a draw. Oh, we'll have to go to a. We'll have to go to a. We'll have to go to a replay next week. <laughs> Can't believe you salvaged that. Well done, Shani. That was a great. I wasn't getting oh, that. I wasn't. He pulled one out of the bag there. You had to go for it as well because you yeah. couldn't go to the next one. I couldn't. No, that was a gutsy move, Shani. 
Seven points apiece. Lads. I'm disgusted with the it the stupid I said Eddie Brennan like Eddie Brennan. and I knew it was I, like I knew it wasn't Eddie Brennan because I know he's won eight and I was like and you had to kind of say I it. had to say it. I would have got the first one on for the the way the question was asked. <laughs> oh, oh god. I am. No, I have to say because I will agree with him on that. I am one of the longest serving. Goals. It did sound like yeah, but I then it was again, Shawnee's father. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, it's Shawnee's <laughs> father, really. Yeah. So, it's so, a draw, so I'm still. I saw anyone last week draw this week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lovely. All right. Well, giggles. That's that's going down really well with the listeners now. So you're under pressure to keep it up. But like we said, it's giggles corner, lads. You don't know what's coming up next. We've had a couple of quizzes. Keep watch the space. 2004 monster final is threatening big time to do a serious analysis on that game. I'd love, oh, to, love to go back there. Yeah. <laughs> blow by blow account. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, moving on from Giggles Corner, it's hard to top that, but we're going looking at the debacle between UCC and Cork GA that unfolded last weekend. Like the legend of the Phoenix, <laughs> all ends with beginnings. What keeps the planet spinning? Ah, uh, the force from the beginning. We're now got in past the injury time. Kelly has to go for distance. The referee doesn't blow his whistle. Ball comes out towards Dolan Donovan. Clare have the ball. Patrick O'Connor sends it into the centre. They have to hold possession. The referee gets out of the way. Hand passes on. Dolan Donovan is the left corner back. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. What a match! I have never experienced on, anything rest. like it. Blow it up, ref. Blow it up. Brian Gavin, blow up the final whistle. Surely he's looking at his watch and he's blown the final whistle. It's a draw for the second year in a row. So look, we had a very strange situation on four last weekend down in Cork, and as we just said off air before we came back on there, said to giggles, it's always the same down in Cork. <laughs> Has to be some kind of falling out between two panels or players or some kind of drama, Shawnee. What's the story like? Why can't everyone just get along down there? I we don't, don't know, Liam. I don't know. Like, is that why you had to get away and get out of it? Like, is you just have your have your fill of it? Like, <laughs> too much of a microscope on, on the Cork GA. Absolute disaster, though. Anyway, just for, for people at home, anyway. Who might have read it in the press? It was covered on the forty-two. It was something that came up in our radar. We just couldn't get over. I know giggles. You've had, had a good look at this as well. So basically, um, UCC were down to play the Connor Cup semi-final last weekend, and Cork were into the Division One semi-final um, against Limerick on the Sunday. Yeah, so Saturday the, and the Sunday. Game. Saturday and the Sunday game. Um, and basically, what's unfolded is a kind of a war of words between the Cork and manager Paddy Murray and the UCC manager Shane Ronan. Um, difference of opinion about who was meant to play with who. So just before we get into the detail of what, what transpired, as kind of a general rule of thumb you see at that time of year is that no matter what's going on, the players who are playing university, whether it's a Fitzgibbon or whether it's a Connor Cup or Sigerson or whatever, are generally allowed to play with their, their university. Yeah. 
the, the one thing I'd say on that Liam though is and, and that's fair enough to say for football and hurling because the Sigerson and the Fitzgibbon are nearly always in a weekend you, in the past where there was no games and it's always a, just a random league game it's not a league semi-final so to give the Cork side just an element of their dues and I think first of all actually I'll just say it straight out I think it's a disgrace I think it's two egotistical managers open arms against each other and who's lost out only three of the most talented players in Cork well we haven't got into what actually happened yet but just yeah. just, just but, before we get into that part, I'm just saying I know what your, your point yeah. is on a specific weekend but there's pre-games to that as well normally you know what I mean like as in Normally, just with Kilkenny do, and there'll be an argument now about the depth of squad. But Brian Cody, if players are involved with Sigurds or with Fitzgibbon and Kilkenny, Brian Cody doesn't want to see them until they're finished up at Fitzgibbon. What I'm saying is that's fine when it's a normal league game. This yeah. was a league semi final. Not a, like if it was a league semi final, Tipperary versus Kilkenny, it might be different. Now, it's never come to transpire because the league always gets pushed out a little bit longer in the hurling football. But it was a league semi final. It wasn't just like it was an all rounded league there uh, below in. I don't know, wherever Cork were playing below in Parky Ring it was actually a semi-final which was it's, it's, it doesn't excuse it but um, you, you give an account there of what happened there yeah, so basically what happened was so UCC were, were played their match on the Saturday without Maeve Callan and Hannah Looney okay and uh, Libby Libby Cobbing, Cobbinger was also um, involved with both squads but she actually played for UCC on the Saturday and as a result didn't play on the Sunday for Cork now basically what's transpired is uh, the, it's come out I suppose the UCC manager Shane Ronan has said that the girls were told that if they, if they played for UCC on the Saturday they wouldn't be playing for Cork on the Sunday and the reverse of that was they were told if the girls didn't get on the bus to play on the Saturday for UCC that they could be their scholarships could be in jeopardy yeah. now so the girls sound like they were put in this horrible position by both camps, it sounds like. Yeah, that's what it was. Look, to be fair. Like, you know, there should have been, no point should have been said, if you can't, you can only play it one or the other. Like, is in, it's a very, like that's a tough one to call, especially allegiances with county and also what allegiances for pressures when you're under scholarships. Like, they, those athletes are well looked after under those scholarships and that's the point that was made by uh, the UCC manager. However, on the, on the flip side, um, we had um, Paddy Murray making the point that Cork also have big sponsors sponsoring the Cork Camogie team. There's a big, a big buy into to women's inter county uh, level, and that they were only down to 18 players yeah, for this match. Now, and things like that. now I don't buy being down to 18 players because if you're in a, car, a county the size of Cork, you have a panel. You have a panel. You have an extended panel. Yeah. And if you that extended panel is exhausted, you have another 10 players who can be surely drafted in to make up a panel of of 25 or 26 on a Saturday. You might be down to your 12, 13 core players. But they're surely depth in Cork that they could have made up a panel. So look, I think it's a real unfortunate situation, especially for the girls who've been caught in the crossfire. And like you kind of say, it's between two egotistic males in this instance marking their territory. Um, and yeah. it should it should never have come to pass. It is that it is. that this that yeah. this that you, this you know happened. Happen? If if the two managers said, talked to each other and they said, let the girls decide what they want to do. They're the players. Yeah. Both girls, three girls, I've no doubt, would have played the O'Connor Cup semi-final against UL on the Saturday, and they would have played the Camogie on the Sunday, and they would have been well able. They've been made to do the, the ladies are made, made to do that year after year. I mean, yeah. Breach Corkery has been is probably the one one of the most um, decorated ladies footballer or Camogie player around, and she's always been um, you know interviewed in an article. She's saying like she has to play a football match on a, on a Saturday and then turn around and play a, a Camogie match on a, on a on a on a Sunday Sunday morning or Sunday evening or even both in the same day, so like it's it's gone it's gone but ridiculous. Do you, do you there, there, but you I think, think you're dead right in terms yeah. of like it's too egotistical, two males who are just 
won't sit down and come to a compromise yeah. and the college is a disgrace for saying they're going to take away their scholarship no in fairness I think it was a comment from the manager like oh, said, Camogie that said that so you no but, no, but, but, but Shane Ronan did say as well he did say look we do expect that people regardless of their gender are on scholarships that they're going to play for the university in the biggest game of the year and I don't think that's an unrealistic expectation to be honest that if you're in university at that time of year I think that has to come ahead of a league semi-final to be I honest so too, yeah. I'm sorry now like you only play a university once maybe yeah. twice because they've changed the rules now you can't stay in, in college for 10 years anymore and keep doing yeah. you know postgrads whoever to stay there so Fergus Flynn type job yeah <laughs> like you know you're, you're, you're on a scholarship you're well looked after yeah. I think at that time of year in bloody March like you have to be playing with your with your college first, um, and I think they shouldn't have been put in that position. Um, and like I said, I think it's a typical Cork yeah. situation that we have people that just not been on the one page. That obviously by them playing at that standard, I know it's different codes and that kind of stuff involved as well. But like it's for the betterment of them to f- fulfil at yeah. at I think at that varsity level. I think it's more important at that time of the year. But well, I don't know. It's I I I. I I think you should take back that Cork statement because I don't think it's that either. It's two organisations, it's two different competitions organised by two different bodies. That's what the problem is I as well. Yeah, I think it comes down to the two individuals. Like there, there is another thing. There isn't. There is another underlying thing with University College Cork being unflexible as well, right? I remember Dave Bennett when he was back playing with this more. He was on a scholarship, and we had a county semi final on a Sunday, and Dave was made play for UCC in the club championship on a Saturday because he was on a scholarship. You know what I mean? So. Guys do this as well, and the lady should have just been told, guys, you're expected to play for the college, and you're expected to play for your county. Make your own decisions. But where you've got Ronan and you've got Murray, and to be honest, we talked before here, Murray is just a prick. None of us like him, right? We don't like him. So Thanks, that, Giggles, for speaking yeah. on behalf of the three of us there. <laughs> we, we, we'll just clarify that. None of us like Paddy Murray, right? Well, well his antics and before last year's All-Ireland Camogie final yeah. as well, and he doesn't really put him yeah. up in much of a line. Like so, so we don't like him, and we don't like the way he went about this. He threatened... Like he, he like the, the proof was in the pudding and uh, Libby Coppinger played for UCC who's one of the best Camogie players Cork have and he left her on the bench and didn't even give her a game and his comment after the match was she'd have to prove herself to get back onto the Cork panel now mm-hmm. so that just proves I reckon Murray whatever about Renan I don't know anything about Renan so I can't say anything about him but Murray just the guy he is he's vindictive he's controlling and it's all the evidence is here in the, in the media this weekend that he kind of puts this pressure on his Cork Camogers granted he, he looks for the best out of them but they're a serious talented bunch of players they're going to be contesting all our no matter who's over them yeah. and I think this situation is a disgrace uh, Polly Murray's definitely to blame I'm sure Ronan is just as equally to blame and Co- University College Cork and the Cork Camogie board are probably equally to blame as well Yeah, but I, I think it comes like, this came out through a war of words on Red FM like both of them were interviewed separately yeah. on, on Red FM and this was played out in the public as well which is a really it's a really poor reflection on both organisations I think and the fact that like Murray was saying on, on, on the or yeah sorry that Ronan was saying on the phone that on, on that interview that supposedly Murray said to the players that they would never play for Cork Camogie again yeah. if they talked out for UCC yeah. like to make a statement like that for sure. girls who are like in their early 20s yeah. do you know what I mean like it's, it's like it's, it's just wrong like and to make you know like you said like how conflicted would you be whether you know Giggles if you were down there or Shawnee and you were yeah. Waterford or UCC you're on a scholarship and you're putting that pressure from both sides like it wouldn't, wouldn't be a nice position no. to be in horrible for, 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 horrible for the girls and girls who are playing at the elite level you should there should never be Never be put it, in that position. Never should make, never. put a decision on you to make. Yeah, the decision no. should be taken out of your hands and it should be worked through 
at the management level once you're comfortable with it but like he shouldn't have to pick and then have to suffer the consequences and it would be awful if, if those girls were to lose scholarships I think um, and, the funny, and the funny side of it I did enjoy one piece reading the article was that Murray received a load of abusive messages at 3 o'clock in the morning from a, a lot of the UCC management so no doubt they got beaten by you in the O'Connor Cup and, and everyone knows what it's like to lose in those Fitzgibbon Cup secrets in the O'Connor Cup or Ashburn Cup weekends the players in question have usually been off the beer for five or six weeks and there's a big party ensued so I can imagine a few <laughs> pints gone down and next thing Paddy Murray's phone starts hopping at three o'clock in the morning Maeve yeah. Cahillan should have drafted in her own to start it all out I think Niall Cahillan would be, yeah. be long started it would be clear no nonsense and look he's been has a, had a big involvement in UCC over the years as well he's actually yeah. been managing Sigerson Cup teams there but look look, I really think this comes back to like a, a broader issue in terms of there needs to be one organising body in in, in so this is the the LGFA and the Camogie Association they need to come all under the umbrella of GEA we spoke about it back last year with Aegon when he was over with us in Perth and there's been some moves Aegon and he's kind of as he's kind of been exiting it out saying they've kind of come to some kind of memorandum of understanding with the associations but like again not in concrete yeah, it's the GA. It, it needs to come under the one umbrella it just ha- it's just ridiculous that there's these different bodies out at the side making these decisions around the same types of games you know what I mean there should be one central fixture list for the year and it's all fleshed out and the, and, and in, f- in fairness to Murray he did flag that they, they knew about this for a long time that there was going to be this clash and if he's saying but the counter to that is if he knew about it for so long it should have been worked through it shouldn't have resulted in this big exactly. blowout yeah. yeah so look I think look I think we're all pretty much on, on, on the same note myself and Giggles are probably a bit more aligned in terms of it's kind of a Cork problem maybe <laughs> maybe more so Sean is digging in there with defending Cork but it is something that we do see time and time again um, down there they're not able to kind of all get along so <laughs> Big county to be fair. Big county, yeah. You have a lot to manage. You have a lot to manage, yeah. Big, big trophy cabinet there to manage as well. A lot of egos, a lot of egos. But um, yeah, look, we don't want to see that in the future, especially when there's been such a, an emphasis now on promoting um, elite level of women's sport, especially in Ireland. And we saw with the Ladies Gay Football final this year, it's got the biggest sporting attendance of any European female sport this year. Ladies sport is on the up. You don't want to see this ridiculous like infighting happening amongst... like. No different codes or yeah. different associations so yeah. hopefully we can put that one behind us um, alright well lads I think that's a wrap then for tonight um, thanks very much for having us Shawnee thanks for the for the chicken drumsticks and we also got a curly whirly each as well <laughs> and a cup of tea <laughs> no problem good so, behaviour yeah, <laughs> yeah so I'm fairly happy Body with that Murray won't be getting a curly whirly <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks Giggles for coming along um, and again this episode of Good AGA was brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear the choice of champions please visit onneils.com for all the latest offers another just New Jersey I saw this week we've done a retweet of it is the Tyrone goalkeeper jersey this year lovely black number so black. yeah nice. it's looking good and they also have a competition at the moment to design the, the fail of jersey for the John West Salmon fail in the Gale this year so there's a competition on the O'Neill's website so get on and have a look at that have we got our order in for this year's uh, club merchandise um, for a good AGA or for Gary Owen for Gary Owen We've just got some design samples through there from, from the Antoinette and Eileen in the Adelaide office. So we're working through those at the moment. Looking forward to that. Yeah. We'll contact down in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we'll definitely be the best hogged out team this year in uh, in Victoria. Hopefully we can back it up with some uh, some wins on the board as well. Uh, but yeah, look, that's it for this evening and we'll be back again soon. Take care. <laughs>